Welcome to the American Families of Faith Project audio article series. These audio articles are written, read, and recorded by Lauren Marks and Dave Dahlheit, co-directors of the American Families of Faith Project at Brigham Young University. Each article has previously been published in various online newspapers and magazines. Visit AmericanFamiliesOfFaith.byu.edu to learn more. Hello, friends. Welcome to American Families of Faith podcast, audio article two, Making the Sabbath a Delight, Seven Lessons from Strong Jewish Families. This was written by myself and Dave Dollahite and published originally on February 20th, 2018 in Meridian Magazine. In speaking about our friends of other faiths, President Gordon B. Hinckley stated, Look for their strengths and their virtues, and you will find strength and virtues that will be helpful in your own life. As keeping the Sabbath day holy has become a profound point of emphasis over the past three years, our apostles have followed this prophetic admonition by repeatedly pointing to our observant Jewish brothers and sisters as a model of delighting in the Sabbath. Most notably, in a 2015 General Conference address, Elder Quentin L. Cook, recalled the Jewish Sabbath celebration he and his wife Diane attended in the home of their friends, the Abrams. Elder Cook's eyes gleamed as he related their experience. Quote, It began by blessing the family and singing a Sabbath hymn. The most poignant scriptures read were from Isaiah, declaring the Sabbath a delight, and from Ezekiel, that the Sabbath shall be a sign between me and you, that you may know that I am the Lord your God. The overwhelming impression from this wonderful evening was a family love, devotion, and accountability to God." For nearly 20 years, we have had the joy of interviewing and learning from 200 American families of faith. 31 of these have been observant Jewish families. One of the many strengths and virtues of observant Jewish families is the way they strive to keep the Sabbath, in the Hebrew, Shabbat, by making it a joyous holy day. We were so impressed by what these faithful families taught us about the meaning and activities of Shabbat that we recently published an article referring to Shabbat as the weekly family ritual par excellence. Yes, we confess an admiration, even a holy envy, for how our Jewish friends observe the Sabbath, from sundown on Fridays to sundown on Saturdays. But neither we nor Elder Cook are alone in our respect and admiration. In a BYU class we teach called Family Life and World Religions, we read a book called How to Run a Traditional Jewish Household by Blue Greenberg, an Orthodox Jewish wife and mother. Blue teaches that the Sabbath is a joyous holy day and that ordinary experiences often become sublime because of the special aura created by Shabbat. Our students are always inspired with how Jewish families combine the seemingly disparate processes of both avoiding a number of activities that are fine on other days but not the Sabbath, and also engaging in unique activities that help make the Sabbath day joyous and spiritual. One of our Orthodox Jewish colleagues wrote to us a couple years ago, saying, Our electronic devices are so addictive that some Orthodox young people are having a hard time turning off their phones on Shabbat to the concern of their elders. One of the key healing functions of Shabbat in our era for observant Jews is that devices, including phones, computers, tablets, are turned off for the full duration of Shabbat. It is crucial to the sanctity of peace of the day. Shabbat 
offers a day of rest to the brain as well as to the soul. Four Orthodox young people were interviewed and offered their perspective of Shabbat. Josiah, a 19-year-old son, said, For me, Shabbat is the pinnacle of everything. We all spend time together. We have three meals together. We play games. Nathan, a 20-year-old son, said, I don't know if there's any particular practice that's more meaningful than Shabbat to me personally. Toby, a 17-year-old daughter, said, I think Shabbat is really nice because it's consistent. It's not changing at all, and I kind of like that. I tell my friends that I'm eating home tonight, and I really like that consistency that we all sit at the table together and say the prayers. Zvi, a 20-year-old son, said, Shabbat has always been the thing that I keep doing for the family's sake, because whether or not I care about it for religious purposes, it's such a big deal on a family level that that's not something you can cut out. These emerging adults, often a bit distanced from family, emphasized that they valued Shabbat because it provided opportunities for them to spend time together with their families, even though it cost them their devices for a day. An Orthodox couple, Alyssa and Yigal, related their Shabbat traditions of unplugging, singing, and dancing with their children. Alyssa said, For sure, Shabbat observance is meaningful to us. We light Shabbat candles, and we are not on the computer, and we don't drive anywhere. We don't talk on the phone or go shopping or do weekly things, and that is very important personally and as a couple. Now that our older daughter is bigger, we incorporated singing together on Shabbat. Recently, we had friends over, and we all started singing together, and they said, Oh, we don't sing well, but all of us are tone deaf. The quality of the singing is not the issue. It's the energy. Singing religious songs is really significant to me. Yugal, Alyssa's husband, said, Definitely singing together is important. Also, another thing is kind of minor, but it is really beautiful. On Friday night, right after we light the candles, we create a little dance with our kids and us. We dance for a minute or two while singing Shabbat songs. They love to do it, and it's such a good thing. There are many reasons why we love our Shabbat dance. Number one, we love it because we made it up. So that is why we love the dancing, because it's something that we love doing and our children love doing. It injects our Judaism and our family with a sense of joy with the traditions. Another mother and father explained, Linda, the mother, said, Shabbat brings you to the closeness of the marriage in the family. Things like lighting the Shabbat candles or being together during Shabbat. During Shabbat, you get that special feeling, that kind of closeness, that sense of unity. Saul, Linda's husband, said, There's a special meaning to Sabbath traditions when you're doing it as a family. For these Jewish families, Shabbat is not somber, but a true delight. Candles, prayers, food, music, dancing, and singing breathe life and energy into the Shabbat. There was, however, a softer but sacred element of Shabbat that we turn to next. In addition to the sacred but joyous reverie, Another meaningful Shabbat practice mentioned by several participants was children's blessings. Few rituals capture and reflect the passing on of an intergenerational legacy of faith and the deeply held Jewish value, you shall teach your children, as richly as the Shabbat blessings of children by their parents. Indeed, Shabbat has been referred to as an intergenerational chain going back through history. 
Several parents establish traditions in their homes of blessing their children on the Sabbath, as illustrated by the comment from the following Reformed Jewish couple. David said, We specially bless the kids on Friday nights. Rebecca, David's wife, said, The blessings that we do on Friday night I never even knew existed as a child. It is a special time when the parents bless the children. It is a beautifully wonderful and tender moment that we have really come to love and our children have come to expect. It's not just that we put our hands on their heads and bless them. Each of us says something to each child about something that we're proud of that they've done this week. The Shabbat blessing is just a wonderful thing. Another Reformed couple discussed Shabbat blessings of their children in detail. Scott said, Most Friday nights we do a blessing with the kids and bless them and whisper what they did good for the week in their ear, and they look forward to that. Julie said, In the Torah, there's a blessing where Jacob blesses Joseph's two sons right before he dies. He's an elderly man, and he blesses Ephraim and Manasseh. It's a blessing in Hebrew, but it says, May God bless you and keep you. May his light shine upon you and be gracious unto you. It's the priestly benediction. So we say that blessing, and then we do whisper something extra in each of their ears. It's often some kindness that they did. It's to help them always remember that the things we told them that we were proud of them for were things that were acts that God would be proud of you for. How you acted to somebody else with kindness and honesty. For Rebecca and David, for Scott and Julie, there seems to be a sacred but also pronounced child-centric emphasis with Shabbat. What does this mean for children in such families? One daughter from another family explained this is Hannah, a 17-year-old conservative daughter. The rest of the week is a totally different time. When we have Shabbat, it is different. We don't have to worry about the rest of the world. The rest of the world goes on, but we are here with our family and our religion. That's just, it's our time. Note the demarcation of both time and space in Hannah's description. There is the rest of the week, and there is the rest of the world. But on Shabbat, Hannah explains, we are here with our family and our religion. It's our time. With three our references in one phrase, Hannah places her own adolescent stamp of family we-ness and unity on Shabbat. Perhaps no description, however, was as rich and vibrant as a conservative Jewish mother's. Sarah said, When we take the time out, when we light the candles Friday night, that's a time that I feel really close to my children. When we sit across the table from each other, my husband and I, and the Sabbath candles are lit, and I see the kids, there is something I get from that that is so deep. It's just a feeling that all is right in the world. It doesn't matter what else is going on. Right in that circle, it's awe-inspiring. Sarah's husband, Daniel, later emphasized, I don't know that the Shabbat meal is a religious experience for most people, but for me, it's the heart of religion. As we have noted elsewhere, for Sarah and Daniel, the heart of their religion beats strongest, not in the synagogue, but around their family dinner table, which, according to Jewish tradition, represents a sacred altar, a place of communion between God and his children. In his book, The Sabbath, Jewish author Abraham Joshua Heschel states that, quote, Judaism is a religion of time, aiming at the sanctification of time, end quote. 
and points out that after creating the earth, God chose to sanctify time, the seventh day or Sabbath, rather than space, for example, this mountain, that valley, the sun, or moon. Heschel says, quote, Six days a week we wrestle with the world, wringing profit from the earth. On the Sabbath, we especially care for the seed of eternity planted in the soul, end quote. Heschel then refers to the Sabbath as a temple in time. Observant Jewish families sanctify time in a number of ways by creating an island of sacred time in a sea of secularism. The Lord desires that we call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord. It reads in Isaiah 58. He invites and commands us to keep the Sabbath, quote, with thanksgiving, with cheerful hearts and countenances, end quote. The words delight and cheerful suggest to us that the Lord views Sabbath observance as a path towards spiritual joy and pleasure, and that he desires for us to approach Sabbath observance with an attitude of delightful enjoyment. Elder Quentin L. Cook has noted that a most remarkable change has occurred in the church. This has been in response of the members to renewed emphasis on the Sabbath by President Russell M. Nelson's challenge to make the Sabbath a delight. Many members understand that truly keeping the Sabbath day holy is a refuge from the storms of this life. It is also a sign of devotion to our Father in heaven and an increased understanding of the sacredness of sacrament meeting. We have a long way to go, but we have a wonderful beginning. We conclude with Jewish-inspired ideas for us to help us more fully delight in the Sabbath. Seven lessons from Jewish Shabbat include, one, Orthodox Jews take a one-day break from electronic devices to focus solely on faith and family without distraction. How might doing likewise enrich our own church and family worship, our level of sacred focus, and our depth of relationships? Two, observant Jews do not discuss the cares of the world, including money, business, or related concerns, to help make the Sabbath an island of sacred time and a respite from the wrestle with the world. This allows time, energy, and focus to discuss heavenly, eternal, and spiritual things that bring deeper delight. Three, Jewish families often share the Sabbath by inviting guests into their home. One way for Latter-day Saint families to make the Sabbath a delight is by inviting others into their homes, inviting those of our friends and family, LDS, and friends of other faiths, who would be particularly blessed by being with an active LDS family on the Sabbath. That might be especially delightful. Four, Jewish women usher in Shabbat on Friday just before sundown by lighting two candles. As part of this, a Jewish wife solemnly prays for the Jewish temple to be rebuilt and prays for family members. To end the Sabbath, Jewish men pray the Havdalah, which includes praying for the spirit of the Sabbath to linger throughout the week. We can make the Sabbath a delight by praying about the things that matter most, including the joyful spirit of the Sabbath day, and that it can remain throughout the week. 5. Like our Jewish brothers and sisters, we can learn that the Sabbath is the perfect time to bless our children, literally and figuratively, and to celebrate our shared walk of faith. 6. 
Our Jewish friends celebrate both the creation of the earth and the redemption from slavery on the Sabbath. We Latter-day Saints can rejoice in the Lord and celebrate our redemption from death and sin on the Sabbath. What a glorious and joyous thing to celebrate. 7. Celebrate the sacred and familial joy of life. Across many generations and many cultures, the ancestors of our Jewish friends have been persecuted and killed. Tragically, anti-Semitism is increasing across the earth, and Jewish lives remain under various kinds of threats. Despite, or because of this, our Jewish friends frequently say with gusto the Hebrew phrase lechaim, to life. The extra care on the Sabbath day to celebrate life, particularly a life devoted to worshiping God and binding couples and families together in and through that worship. May we, as fellow covenant people of the Lord, join with our Jewish friends in joyous celebration of life and family life on the Sabbath day. Indeed, let us follow the counsel of ancient and living prophets to make the Sabbath a delight. We thank you for joining us on this audio article that's a feature of the American Families of Faith podcast. We look forward to joining you next time. Doctors Dave Dollahite and Lauren Marks are both professors in the School of Family Life at Brigham Young University. The American Families of Faith project shares research-based ideas about ways of making faith come alive in marriage and family life.